This episode contains spoilers for the first half of Mission Impossible Fallout, but it contains no spoilers for the second half because we ain't seen it. Why? <laughs> because we are. Hello, we are the Walkout Boys. I am Joseph Moore. I'm Nick Sampson. And uh, we are recording live from the UK. Yeah, we've, we've gone uh, down under. I'm, I'm currently in Edinburgh. Where are you, Nick? I'm in beautiful York. York? Birthplace of Judy Dench. Really? Ed- yeah. Edinburgh, birthplace of... Uh... Grey Friars, Bobby. Uh, yeah, oh, he, he, was, he was here. R.A.P. Did- was he born in Edinburgh or was he an immigrant? I don't know. Did they- He's he's a dog, yes. He's a dog, yes. Yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> is he a dog? <laughs> Did they ever clear that up? <laughs> I'm not sure. His statue is a dog. Uh, yeah, it'll be very but unfortunate imagine if he was a man. And <laughs> somewhere along the line, the story just got confused, and they were like, "It's this beautiful story of this guy who stood by his friend's grave for years." Well, no. And they were like, "It was a dog, right?" <laughs> it was the weird story of a man who slept on a grave. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "This is going to sound less creepy if he's a dog." Let's make him a it's dog. Cute now. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, first first impressions of going to the movies in the UK, Nick. What do you think about it? Um, I went to View Cinemas, oh, which yes. is like a big a big chain. Um, I expected it to be like Wairau Park, where we normally go, mm-hmm. um, with, with, with nobody there. Uh, a lot of people there. People love the movies in uh, the United Kingdom. Yeah, I went at 10.30am. Um, to see Mission Impossible here. So let me just say, again, not that many people. Pretty similar experience to back home. Uh, two, uh, the trailer's too long in uh, the UK. Can I just say that? Uh, can, I jump, can I jump on there, Nick, and agree? <laughs> we talk, we- I don't know if this... I, I'm sure no one else has ever brought this up. Uh, but, but too long. You know, because we're talking half an hour, aren't we, over here? We're talking half an hour. Back, yeah. back in New Zealand, a lovely 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, followed by a 40-minute movie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not in the business of going to see half a movie and still being at the movies for, like, two hours. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a full experience. Um, and they have, um, they have different foods in the UK. They have uh, nachos. And oh, I haven't had any nachos. Oh, I was actually grateful for the um, experience because, I mean, I got to... For the, the half an hour of trailers because... I got to try all the different foods. <laughs> Nachos at the f- at the films. I mean, it makes oh the films. They're called films here. No, they're not. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. No, wait, that's an island. <laughs> Which was very, you know, I, I learned the hard way when I said two tickets to the film, please, and they uh, yeah, and they sort of looked at you like trash. <laughs> yeah. Does it have an apostrophe over it? In Ireland, yeah, yeah totally. It, oh, it's F I L L U M. It's a completely different spelling. Um, I, I I've been to the movies in Germany before, and they um they change it, they dub it all out, so everyone's speaking German. All the characters speak German, just out of sync with the action. And um, mm-hmm. I was hoping they'd do that here with accents, but no, not the case. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit down. He's like, right, Tom Cruise here. <laughs> Time to go down a. <laughs> I'm surprised that they don't, because to be honest, every time I've opened my mouth to speak to people in York, I feel like they don't think I'm speaking English. They look at me, 
And then I've sort of taken to just like looking at Alice, my girlfriend, and uh, as if like I'm a, like I don't speak English. So I'll say something, they'll look at me, and then I'll sort of look to Alice to translate it into into English. And she and she is uh, she's English, you know. So she she's can, English, she can yeah. do a lot of that hard work. Well, she speaks the language. Yeah, um, Scotland. Yeah, it is a, it is a different language, I believe. So um, I'm the struggle city, baby. Culture shock. Mission okay. Im- Mission Impossible Six. Now, have you seen the first five? I I sure have. Yeah. Let's rank them. Okay. So I've seen in them all two- as well, but I've seen them okay. all each when they came out in the cinema and never since. And they, they all come out too long between for me to remember anyone or anything from these films. Uh, I agree. The only thing I have on, on you, over that on you is that I recently watched Ghost Protocol because it's on Netflix. Oh, brilliant. It's not here. Directed by Brad Bird. What a film. It's so good. It is a uh, director of Ratatouille, of course. Uh, and that, yeah. would, that would have got him the gig. They're like, mate. They were like, if you can, if you can get a rat to cook, you can get Tom Cruise to act. It is the same level of difficulty. Well, any, anyone can cook is the catchphrase of Ratatouille, um, and anyone can jump out of a helicopter, especially Tom Cruise. Yeah, or Fallout of a helicopter. I'm just saying the movie got its name uh, Fallout because it's what he does from a helicopter. Ah, uh, I mean, does does he? I haven't seen that, but. I assume in the second half <laughs> that Tom Cruise he does. He fell out of a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and they'd already ticked that off. Do you think they did it a couple of times? Just like, just in case. They're like, let's get a few fallouts in here <laughs> to make sure the movie lives up to its exciting title. Okay. Top Mission Impossible films. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My number one. Yeah. Number four. Ghost Protocol. Okay. My number one. Number one? Number two. Number two. Because, this is this for nostalgia reasons, the Limp Biscuit version of the theme song that was on, that was a bonus track on Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water uh, that I listened to a lot at the time. Not a great film by any means, but that Mission Impossible theme tune with a Fred Durst rap, that really, uh, <laughs> that elevated the franchise to new levels for what? me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Now I know why you want to hate me. Now I know why you want to hate me. <laughs> now I know why you want to hate me. Because <laughs> hate is all the one has ever seen lately. <laughs> Was that in the movie? I don't know, because I feel... The movie's not about worrying if people hate I, you. <laughs> I didn't realize because that was for the movie because I just thought it was like, you know how when you're at um, high school, if you're at a ba- like the concert band, do you always play the Mission Impossible theme? So I'm just assuming it's a song that e- at one point every band covers. <laughs> no, this was licensed. <laughs> okay, quickly. Uh, number four, my number one, maybe then maybe number one. I don't really remember it. I remember that, like a fish tank explodes. <laughs> and if that's the biggest stunt, then... You know, frankly, color me not impressed. <laughs> uh, then followed by number three, because it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Mm. And then uh, number... F- f- I don't remember. Go- I don't remember the last one, Rogue Nation, which is... I know he goes for a big swim. Um, maybe it's like yeah, Nick, fish tank. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest swim. It's, it's a very big swim, which is why number five sits firmly at number two for me. <laughs> Such uh, is the scale of a swim. Number, five. number two is... Not- <laughs> okay, well, for me, easy peasy. 
Number two, number one, Lip Biscuit song. Number five, number two, of course, because of <laughs> because of his big swim. And and I, to me, one of the most unforgettable cinema moments. Also, I remember they um sneak into an opera, and I can't remember if they do it to do some like spying or yeah. to, to save money on opera tickets. But I remember these <laughs> both equally difficult. <laughs> but all these all these films lead us to part six, which um is is pretty impressive at well, for the first half i thought um yeah lots of lots of fake outs aren't there in the first half we begin with a big uh, explosion at a wedding well guess what yeah dream sequence yeah it starts with him getting married and you're like good for him he's had a he's had a long life um probably not that much time for personal relationships he's getting married i think he was already married at one point to michelle monaghan yes so remarried someone else renewing his vows like jay-z and beyonce Mm -hmm. but then guess what nuclear explosion and then he dies and you're like bold bold start imagine if that was the start and the end then it's a dream uh and he's just in a warehouse and he goes and gets a folder um and then he uh and then he goes and has a shootout um and yeah you just never really know uh, if he's meant to be doing what he's doing i think that's the that's the great thing about these movies eh it's like you're always like does he know what he's doing or is this just a trick it's quite often a trick um he like always looks like he's making a big mistake and then five guys all start nodding at each other <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like ah oh, they knew yeah so i actually went to get some um uh spicy uh, chicken chicken wing flavored chips because uh, I had a lot of uh, sweets and I needed something salty um, when uh, Alec Baldwin was explaining what, what the movie was about so I sort of came back in and, and I, I couldn't I, I had no idea what was happening well Nick lucky you have me to fill you in please so Alec Baldwin he's the new Tom Cruise's new boss and he likes Tom Cruise they get along they're friends but Alec Baldwin has his own boss Angela Bassett who has Gosh. her own employ it's all just kind of workplace politics really this film isn't it and yeah and just goes to show at any level that stuff mm. is really a-, a pain in the ass so Angela Bassett um, doesn't trust Tom Cruise because he's frankly doesn't play by the rules and often looks like he's making mistakes and and she can't she, she's got a lot of money on the line she can't wait around to see if five guys are going to nod at each other like that was the plan the whole time she needs <laughs> she needs someone hardline on the field that she can trust so she puts Henry Cavill with his famous moustache that he could not take off for uh, Justice League <laughs> that footage of that moustache being removed from his face is truly truly hilarious it's incredible that they just could not manage to take it off digitally. And I, I love it because the watching this film, all I can think about when I look at Henry Cavill is like, how important was this moustache? <laughs> <laughs> like, could could the Batman people have not rang them up and been like, hey, just shoot a scene where he shaves it off <laughs> and then we're good, man. That would be very funny if, you know, halfway through the action like there's this quiet scene where they're in a hotel in like berlin or and then henry cavill's just like what do you think of this mustache and, and then <laughs> ethan hunt's like eh, I, w- I wouldn't mind if you lost it and he's like yeah i'm gonna lose it and then it just 
he shaves it off. But and the, then it, uh, the thing about movies, Nick, is you don't film them in order. You film them, you know, out of order. So he's going to have a moustache in some scenes, not in others. But don't worry. Just in between those scenes, you put a card saying five months later. <laughs> so then Henry Cavill's gonna... back with a moustache. And then he can, they can do that scene again where he's like, actually, you know what? I'm not feeling it anymore. <laughs> then he can shave it off. They should have done that instead of go to all the effort on Justice League. I agree. 100%. Um, so he's hanging out with Henry Cavill and his moustache. And they jump out of a plane. And Henry Cavill is a bit gung-ho, isn't he? I, I don't know. Yeah. Is there spy school in Mission of... Did, did Tom... Did Ethan Hunt go to spy school? Um, spy Academy? Because yeah. Henry Cavill needs to go back and do a bit of finishing school, I think. He flunked out, didn't he? Yeah. He maybe spent a little too much time playing soccer. And not enough time learning how to, you know... How to fall out a of a plane without dying. Tom Cruise yeah. has to resuscitate him mid-air uh, over the... That's embarrassing. What, what country are they in for the bit, that bit? What country? Uh, France, aren't they? Yes, Paris. That's right. And he lands on... They um, they eventually land on top of the Louvre? I don't know. Somewhere. <laughs> the Eiffel so, Tower? <laughs> uh, somewhere fancy in Paris where there's a big rave. And raves are really getting kind of high-end, aren't they, in the world of cinema? Mm. Raves used to be grungy in, in basement warehouses. Yeah, they're becoming very gentrified. Yeah, absolutely. Raves now have um, wristbands with, like, digital codes in them to get in that um, contain <laughs> a unique ID that you need to get off someone to get through to the secret um, terrorist meetings that they're having inside the raves. So, yeah. So um, Ethan Hunt and Henry Cavill... They're down there. They're trying to get uh, a wristband. <laughs> trying to get a wristband. <laughs> this, this sounds less high stakes than it is. <laughs> we need a wristband to get into the club. <laughs> and they tried just like rubbing it off with like someone else who was just coming out, like rubbing yeah. their wrists together. But the, the, the wristbands, it didn't really work. They tried taking one from like a different club. Fresh from their adventure where they sneak into an opera without paying. <laughs> and and I gotta say this for Ethan Hunt, he um he looks incredible. He's what, he's over fifty years old. No one no one looks better in the world of cinema than Tom Cruise. And Absolutely. And why not? If you look if you're over fifty and you look like you're in your thirties, why not? Still go, go to a rave. Go to a rave, man. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've put that work into looking your best. You do it. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a really cool fight in the bathroom. Um, I- I'm going to go ahead and say it. Best bathroom fight since True Lies. Oh. Do you remember that bathroom fight? Uh, no. I do. Huh. <laughs> what about the one in uh, Casino Royale? That's pretty cool. Is that a, oh, I can't remember. No, can't remember. Right at the very start where he kills the guy in the bathroom and he like drowns him in the sink. Okay, yeah. My one issue with this bathroom fight in MI6 um, is lack of kind of plumbing uh, involved in terms of like water spraying. Um, they took a lot of plumbing out while they fought, but no kind of big water jets sprayed out of the toilets during during the fight, which is always good for me in terms of like kind of just visceral on-screen energy and um, comedy in terms of 
you punch getting punched and getting sprayed with toilet water. Absolutely. Here's my strategy if I'm in a bathroom fight. Okay. Grab the urinal urinal cakes, hiff them at their face. Suddenly, ooh, ooh, <laughs> and then while they're um, while they're grossed out, um, I, I I piss on them. Okay. What's? Yeah. I don't know. This seems kind of a more kind of pleasure based uh, fantasy. No, it does not. It does nothing for me. I just. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that would pr- quite, you know, handily incapacitate someone. Mm. Okay. Because right. suddenly they've got bigger issues, which is like they're covered in piss, and now they've got to go deal with it. Problem with bathroom fights, um, and I guess we may be moving towards a better world with um, gender-neutral toilets, but it does mean it's 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 going to be a one one gender identification fight, doesn't it? Sure. So you're only going to have... as soon as... As soon as the lady walks in, you're all sort of, what are you doing here? Yeah, I'd like to see more fights, or more fights in gender-neutral um, toilets. So Absolutely. Because so, so there, were, there were only men in this fight, and... Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, no, because a, a woman comes in at the end and, and she saves d- them. Actually, she does, and <laughs> what was she doing in there, <laughs> to be honest? <laughs> no, actually, look, I like that, I like that. Maybe it wasn't gender-neutral toilet, you know? Actually, there was no close-up on, this, on the sign... <laughs> No, no discussion of who belonged in what toilet. Yeah, they they didn't seem bothered by the fact that she was in there. Yeah, so, so actually, know. sorry, no, I take it all hey. back. Uh, very progressive well move, Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, um, so, that, that's who, who is it that comes in, Nick? To uh, it's a woman from one of the old movies. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm supposed to know who you are. <laughs> They have a history. <laughs> so he meets this woman from the past, and uh, she's working for some like third team. Oh uh, yeah, there's three teams, and that's not fair. I'm I'm have, I'm finding hard enough to keep up with uh, the goodies and the terrorists, and you chuck this third party in there. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's all too much for me. They uh they they're trying to capture some nuclear bombs classic and uh he has to go undercover as a bad guy and they ha- they they set up this high stakes um robbery of a police van which has the bad guy from the last movie inside it and uh you think he's gonna have to kill some cops but he actually turns out he knows what he's doing and he um he really pulls one, pulls one over. He pulls the wool over the eyes of not just uh, the terrorists, not just the police, but you, the viewer, as well. You really are thinking one thing, and then, and oh, then, done it again. And then five guys nodded each other like they had a plan the entire time. <laughs> um, and the and after the bike chase ends, um, a woman. <laughs> a, a, a blonde woman kisses him and tells him that she he has to go and, and get get his friend from the past and bring her back uh to her or she's not going to give her him the codes to the nuclear weapons and he's like sweet ass um but i'm th- here's what i'm thinking he's not going to do that he's a good guy as he's just shown he's mm. probably got a different plan he probably has uh, a huge plan all of which I did not see. So there's a lot at stake here. He's got, he's got multiple teams going on. Too many teams. He's, uh, 
he's trying to get into raves. This is going to be a mission. I just want to go ahead and say that uh, this isn't mission difficult, Nick. Mm-hmm. This isn't mission uh, pretty tough. Yeah, what is it? Uh, this is Mission Impossible Fallout of a Helicopter. Fallout of a Helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's find out how he gets into that helicopter <laughs> to begin with uh, when we, when we uh, come back for the second half. Absolutely. Before our second half, though, it's time for a little segment known as... Alive and Cromwell. Yes, this is the segment where we check in on beloved character actor James Cromwell to make sure that he is, in fact, still alive and Cromwell. Uh, checking in on to see uh, if there's any new news about him. Um, you know, it seems to be relatively quiet on the Cromwell front. Well, um, was, he hasn't been arrested. There, no. There was a kind of a barrage of news um, with his um, star-making performance in Jurassic World Fallen Star Kingdom. Star-making? <laughs> Yeah, this is it. This is his big break that he's finally been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. And uh as the character who appears and then very quickly dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh he, um but uh but no, there's been there's been little, but you you've checked his Twitter account, Nick, and there's actually a quite a significant update. There sure is. Uh and I don't know exactly when this happened. Could have been a while ago, but I've just not been paying attention, which is, you know, obviously I've dropped the ball there. <laughs> but uh, James Cromwell has finally been verified. So um, I just want to say, yeah. Um, and I think everyone at home, just give yourselves a round of applause because that's really... We did this. You, we did this. Um, verify James O. Cromwell. Yeah. Was, uh, was Fallout Boys... Ha- ba- Fallout, Fallout Boys. <laughs> well, Fallout the- Boy picked up the hashtag. They really... Pete Wentz ran with it. Um, and, but it was us that started it and we got it over the line. Um, thank you to everyone who supported making this boy, um, verified. It's incredible. And I think the thing of the, um, what he can now achieve with this new kind of lease on life, um, just how many more times he can get arrested because you, if you verified, it's easier for them to spot you out of a crowd in a protest and Cindy and Jay. True. Yeah. Plus, um, you know, other verified celebrities on Twitter will probably take more notice of him mm-hmm. when he tweets at them. Um, well, I, I don't. I'm not verified personally, Nick. Uh, but I, I hear when you're verified, you can filter out all people that aren't verified on your time. You certainly can. <laughs> and and uh, and needless to say, I have done that uh, since I've been verified. And oh, it's right. Great. Um, it's really great. Well, I guess this is. We need to keep a line of communication open with James, so I'm glad that you have that, Nick, and uh, I do not. Yeah. Uh, I will go to all the fancy parties with him, and I'm, I'm happy to do that. Well, thank you, Nick. It's so glad to have um, you know, the likes of you uh, in our ranks. Absolutely. I'm happy to do that. Um, let, we'll, we'll be back next time with more James Cromwell news. Welcome back. To Fallout Boys, Walkout Boys, <laughs> Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible, Fallout Boys of a helicopter. Um, when we last left uh, Tom Cruise, uh, aka Ethan Hunt, he was meeting with the woman from the past in a field. <laughs> hey, you remember me? Uh, vaguely. Were you in ever? 
Oh, yes, yes. No, I, I remember you. Yes, you gave me the job. Thank you for bringing me back again. It's great to be back. You know, um, we, went on a, we went on a big mission together once. Yes, one of the, I remember. One of, the, one of the five times that I've been on a big mission before this, you were there. Yes, I'm surprised you don't remember it in more detail. It was a pretty incredible experience. Yeah, yeah. I, but like I said, I've done five incredible experiences uh, over a 20-year period. Um, maybe you know, once oh. once every four years or so. So it's kind of they do they do get a bit foggy. Oh, okay. Well, for, for me, certainly, it was a really life-changing experience. Um, anyway, it's so good to see you. I'm sorry for shooting at you before. Yeah. No. Um, uh, thanks. Uh, I love I love bullets. Um. <laughs> yes, I thought you loved bullets, and that's I remembered, and that's why I was like, "What should I get?" A Ethan, bullet. A bullet. I see please. him again. <laughs> and I load. I bought some of your favorite bullets. I, and you know and the great thing about it's the fastest way to give someone a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and. But you know, I, I was thinking, you know, he, will he have any use for these bullets? Everyone's trying to give him bullets all the time, but um. people keep, you know, you know. I was just, and and I don't want to see. I didn't want to seem ungrateful because I just like thirty guys in a van just tried to give me some bullets <laughs> before, <laughs> and and I was just a bit. That's that's the only reason I didn't say thank you, you know, because no. just. No, no, I totally understand. Like, you're in France now, so you probably don't have that much, like, a baggage allowance for when you go home. So I don't want you taking, like, a suitcase full of bullets. So I just brought you, like, a couple of really nice no, bullets. No, thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm currently sitting at about 17 kgs of bullets. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of bullets. And yeah. And you've got your pants and stuff. Yeah, i got pants. i got um, uh, masks. And oh, I got, I, oh, I've got a lot yes. of masks. I've got a uh, Wolf Blitzer from CNN. That was a a mask I wore earlier. That was very funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I've got. Do uh, you don't have a mask of me? Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh. I, I I take a mask of everyone I meet and I kind of hang them at home in a in a basement. I'm sure that's very like not creepy to yeah, look at. Yeah, it's them and a, and a pile of bullets. <laughs> so anyway, what do you what are you up to? Um, you to see, why did you want to see me in this field? Well, you see, there's a big rave coming up, and I need oh. and I need two tickets. But here's the thing: I'm not paying a cent. <laughs> so, uh, it's got <laughs> Tiesto. Uh, yes, I know the rave. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. It's got it's got uh, Afrojack, uh, the Chainsmokers. <laughs> I mean, the tickets are like 25 euros. It's not yeah. that bad. Well, like, that's, you know, but meet and greet is is 100. Oh, you want the meet and greet? Yeah, I want meet and greet tickets. Okay. Uh, well. God um, damn it, we don't have time. Okay, yes. I'll, I'll, see, what, I'll see what I can do. Um, I, my boyfriend is a, a promoter, and so I'll just see if he can get us uh, VIP ticks. Oh. Uh, just you, or do you want to bring someone else? I want to bring Ving Rhames and <laughs> Simon Pegg. Okay, well, those guys, I don't know if they're, like, cool enough to be in the... Re you know, it's okay for you, anything. Okay, um, here's the plan. We find the coolest three people in the world. We need three minutes with them alone. That's enough to take a scan of their faces and make masks. We'll then walk up to the front gate of the rave. The people will look us up and down. They'll think we're cool. We don't have tickets, but it will look like we deserve them. 
they'll 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 say where are your tickets and we'll say oh uh, we left them at home but like we totally have tickets we walk into the rave ving rames goes to the bar he waits because of if, if you split up you'll be able to get your drinks and your food we're getting food as well um separately <laughs> I stand in the line for chips and Hungarian bread. They have great food stalls at these raves. Uh, this is an outdoor one. Okay. Uh, and what what do I do? Uh, you, well, you want to come? Uh, as si- yes, Simon Pegg. You, uh, oh, Simon. Come? Uh, yeah, yeah. You you wait in a van and oh, <laughs> you, well, is that so we don't have to pay for parking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you you wait in the van and uh, monitor CCTV footage of the. Oh. Uh, and then I need you to do kind of things like uh, mix the lineup so it kind of hits exactly, you know, change the lineup around using a computer. You know, if um, I want okay. the ch- if I if I want the chain smokers on an hour earlier, you you make that happen. <laughs> Cuz I'm not staying up late. <laughs> well, you are very old. <laughs> so I'll see what I can do. Uh what are any room for me, Henry Cavill? Uh I just shaved off my mustache again. What do you think? Oh, it looks, it looks really great. Can I just... Yeah, it, it really suits you. I would love to come to the rave. I'm young. I'm fit. I'm very handsome. I feel like I would be a good uh, addition to the team. Um, and plus, you know, I have lots of ecstasy. So, um, you know, I can, I can sort that out for us. Okay, well, you're in. I'll see you at the rave. Seven months later, the rave. <laughs> okay, guys, my mustache is back. What do you think? Hey, well, it looks great, you know. Uh, but don't be afraid to shave it off during, during the I rave. Sha- <laughs> shall I shave it off? I'll, I'll keep it on for the bits where we're in the main part of the rave building. But then when we go to that other location that's supposed to be still inside the rave, uh, I'll shave it off then. But I'll grow it back when we come back out into the main rave bit. Okay. How about that? Well, you're lucky that this is a uh, a one-year-long rave. Uh, They line up for the rave. Who are they disguised as? Um, Well, they're disguised as, uh, like I said, Nick, the three coolest people in the world. So, um, Elon Musk, (laughs) uh, Tony Hawk, (laughs) (laughs) and Bruno Mars. Yeah, wow, wow. And... (laughs) You'd think, you'd think these uh, these uh, very rich people would have tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, from the bouncer's perspective, Elon Musk, Tony Hawk, and Bruno Mars arrive. Uh, bonjour, uh, can I help you? Do, uh, oh, oh, Mr. Musk, uh, and uh, oh, Mr. Mars, <laughs> and Mr. Hawk. I, d- I did not know that you were all friends. Uh, bonjour, je m'appelle Tony Hawk. And here's the unfortunate thing they've done, because they love bragging that they speak all accents. Mm-hmm. And instead of stay in character and speak no French like Tony Hawk would, they're just um, automatically speaking back to the bouncer in uh, in fluent French. And oh, Mr. Hawk, you have a beautiful French accent and French dialogue, beautiful language. Oh, uh, so- sorry, I mean, uh, uh, surf's up. And this is again a huge mistake. <laughs> so, uh, excuse me, gentlemen, uh, do you have your tickets, please? Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> uh, Vigrange has decided to sing all of his lines as Bruno Mars. Okay. 
Uh, well, that is no problem. Uh, the entry fee is 25 euros. Uh, if you just, you can buy a ticket at the door. We did not sell as many tickets as we thought, so that will be fine. Uh, but it's just 25 euros. And, and here's, here's what makes this mission impossible. They, they've all forgotten their wallets. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Elon or, Musk or has... Uh, deliberately not brought them, because this is the entire point of the mission. It's not pay a cent. Uh, what if I uh, uh, construct a... A small rocket-powered ship that could transport uh, us, one of us, uh, through the sewers uh, and up into the rave. Would that be helpful? Uh, yeah, yeah, it would. And uh, okay, well, it's a it's a theory, and I'm going to work on it. Uh, I'll be back in ten months. <laughs> so he goes away for ten months, comes back, uh, and here's the thing: Henry He'll- Cavill has full full sideburns. Yeah, but he's—it's Elon Musk doing a cameo with a with a mask, <laughs> but he's grown a beard now as well, and uh, it's getting out of control. They um, they hop inside a submarine that um Elon Musk <laughs> that uh Simon Pegg in character is uh, no Henry Cavill in character is Elon Musk has uh, built. Mm-hmm, for sure, and and to be fair, he didn't need to be in character for Elon Musk to build this because they're he's quite. All, he, yeah, he's already very good at technology stuff. <laughs> but they um they, they break through the sewers and they're inside the rave. Um and as as far as they're concerned, they're just gonna watch some acts, party, maybe take some drugs, um, have some great experiences, make some new friends. Mm-hmm. But that's when they discover a nuclear bomb. <gasps> yeah, that's right. Terrorists, as we learnt in the scene in Paris, famous for their love of raves. And this whole rave is actually a front for a nuclear bomb building processing plant, all the people there, um, ha- uh, uh, people who have paid twenty five dollars, twenty five euros to attend a rave, and then they are forced to work as slaves in the nuclear processing plant. But wow. the chain smokers are still playing, right? They're still playing. Yeah, that's that's part of the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they 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 um they they quickly. Um, run into the gender-neutral toilets to chat um, where Henry Cavill's moustache disappears again. Um, what we've got to, Guys, we've got to stop. We've got to stop this... Uh, we're going to stop this rave. Uh, we've got to... Well, we've got, well, we've got to get the rave started, frankly, because uh, <laughs> we've been through a lot for this rave and this is doesn't look like fun at all. Um, and if we can, I think we should also get rid of the nuclear bombs. I like your plan. Ethan Hunt has um has taken off his who was he? He was Tony Hawk. <laughs> he's taken off his uh, mask. Now he's like, Okay, so what are some things we know about nuclear bombs? Uh they are round mm-hmm. according to this movie, and they explode. Okay. What is the opposite of round and the opposite of an explosion. I guess uh like a square uh <laughs> and and something that doesn't explode would be like something that's like not cool. Yeah, like a like a uh slice. You know, like a mint a chocolate mint slice. <laughs> sure. A chocolate mint slice. <laughs> square <laughs> does not explode. I don't know. I'm just trying to think laterally here. You know, how do we... 
will create an opposite reaction on a nuclear bomb. Have I got this, yeah. Simon Pegg? Is that is that the correct science? Uh, no, no. I think you should leave the science part to me. You seem to have no grasp of. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you. It's opposite. Why wouldn't? It, why wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't want to take the reins here, but I'm going to listen. I'm gonna let's go out there, grab the nuclear bombs, and and just and just try and leave. I've got a helicopter waiting on the top of the roof. Okay, does it have doors on it? Because I've I got this uh, problem at the moment where uh, you know, I'm a bit worried that if I step on a helicopter, I might just uh, uh, fall uh, off it. Uh, okay, well, that is going to be a problem because I actually, the doors, I did forget to put doors on the helicopter. What? Uh, this is, okay. Um, maybe some, can you put like a kind of a garbage bag like over this, you know, like when a, your car window smashes and you got to put a garbage bag? Yes, if I have time, I will put some garbage bags over the uh, empty doors, um, but I may not have time since we are in the middle of foiling a terrorist plot. Oh, okay, okay. Just, just you know, I got like a, a complex about it, I guess. Uh, um, okay, so just don't think about it too much. I mean, you've you've done pretty much every other stunt possible. I can't think of any reason why you would fall out of a helicopter. What? Out of a helicopter? You would fall out <laughs> of a helicopter? <laughs> Sorry, this, <laughs> I hear that word <laughs> trigger something in me. Anyway, so they um they. Luckily, um, the, because all the nuclear bombs are being built by people who thought they were attending a rave, um, they have, they've only got two made so far. Yeah, they're uh, pretty <laughs> shitty. Um, everyone's like, a lot of the people are quite high. Um, so they're not, they're not done with care. <laughs> so they, um, they managed, they, um, they put their masks back on and managed to, uh, to take the, the two bombs at a finish. And Simon Pegg has a helicopter waiting out the back and they rush the nuclear bomb into it and uh, they take off. And they have, they have a quick quick lesson. Simon Pete gives them a quick lesson on how to fly. Um, yes, just uh, this up and down and left and right. But don't turn this one because otherwise it'll tilt the helicopter so that, you know, things will fall out of it. <laughs> and they're I'm gonna have a, I, I'm going to have a nap in the back. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave you to fly. <laughs> so Tom Cruise takes off. Uh, in, in a stunt, he films himself. Um and it takes off over the skies of, of Paris. And, of course, Tom Cruise, he, he was not listening. Um, because uh, the Tony Hawk mask kind of got kind of wedged around his ear. And he couldn't hear, couldn't hear properly. And so he, he's not listening to the instructions at all. And he's up there with a nuclear bomb. And all of a sudden, the, um, the main villain from the film <laughs> uh, sees that he's taken off. <laughs> Who turns out to be... The real Elon Musk. What? Offended. Yeah. Offended that people are appropriating his uh, namesake by making a mask out of him, much like he was he, upset he that... Up, uh, he turns up in another helicopter built out of rockets, um, and he's flying there, and he's just yelling on a megaphone, like, you're a pedophile, you're a pedophile. Like, like, just, how, dare, how dare you take my... Uh, how dare you steal my face, my likeness? This belongs to me, my property. He's... um. He's People trust Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that's a, Elon Musk's face is a face that people uh, rely on and think is very trustworthy and good. And he's 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 fuming. You know, it's just, just like he got so upset about people calling themselves Elon Musk on Twitter. He's like, I am the only Elon Musk. Okay, I am. I'm verified. I'm the only verified Elon Musk. And, and Tom Cruise leans out and he's like, 
Um, Bonjour, I am French Elon Musk. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, 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 no. And, and and like the obscenities are flying, and and Tom Cruise, he's trying, he's focusing kind of quite hard on speaking accurate French, as he often does, and mm-hmm. in doing so, fumbles his controls that he barely knows how to use. And um, guess what? Guess what does fall out of a helicopter? What? Not Tom Cruise, <gasps> but the nuclear bomb. No. And it's hitting. It's he's made. He's made a huge mistake. A huge mistake, Nick. It is hitting. Right for the festival. It's going to kill all these people when it explodes on impact. So it, it, it's full. It's, it, he's like, oh, I can't believe I let that nuclear bomb fall out of a helicopter. Mm-hmm. So Tom Cruise, um, against all his better instincts, jumps out of the helicopter. Um, after the nuclear bomb, he grabs it mid-air. And guess what he does? He wraps it in a mint slice. And he eats it. He eats the whole damn thing. And here's yeah, what's most impressive, Nick. Tom yeah, Cruise so actually ate an entire nu- nuclear warhead for this film. And <laughs> it's his greatest stunt yet. It's you- incredible that he ate so, like a metal thing <laughs> that big. And just in painstaking detail, you sit and watch. No CGI, baby. You just watch he poops it out. <laughs> Tom Cruise chew his way through an entire nuclear warhead <laughs> And shoot it back out in a gender-neutral toilet. <laughs> wow, what a film. <laughs> really, really incredible. And, and you know, they shot some of it in New Zealand, and it was the... Yeah, the toilet bit. <laughs> the movie shitting out the nuclear bomb. They shot in a toilet in Danny Burke. Yeah. Uh, real, real globetrotting film, and that there was a big, there's a big, you know, title card, boom, New Zealand, <laughs> and it cuts to him just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, another stellar entry into the Mission Impossible series. Uh, what do you, what do you rank um, number six now, Nick? In your, in your rankings? <laughs> Guess what? I rank it number two. <laughs> well, another, another classy episode of Walkout Boys. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening Uh, if you've enjoyed us why not uh, rate us on iTunes or tell us about it we'd love to hear from you Um, we'll be back next time Uh, we're doing these you know fairly sporadically at the moment but uh, we're doing them as much as we possibly can because we love seeing half a film for you guys thanks for watching watching yeah sure why not thanks for watching Walkout Boys we'll catch you next time bye bye (laughs) 